Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. I am Chris Pajak, that day is Ross Chandley, and I am joined by Jay and Jay Pearson and Callum Sanderson for this one. Um, so, um, Ross, big game. Can we please just win a game of football? Be nice, wouldn't it? Just, yeah. just one. Just just put last week behind us and then then just stop football. Just like end, end on a high, be nice. Um you said it off camera. If there's going to be a team that we're going to beat, surely it's Sheffield United. I'm not sure whether that was hope. <laughs> it's hope. Yeah, okay. At this so, point. It, oh, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And a lot of praying. And I don't pray. I don't pray. Yeah. But I have prayed. Yeah. Are you optimistic or are you. It's just hope, isn't it? It's just hope, mate. Yeah. I do think we can win. I think we can beat the, way, you, the worst yeah. team in the league. I really do believe But do you also think that we can lose? Yes. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's where we are, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just horrible. And, like, not only did we get beaten by Everton, but they look like they actually might get this ground the same week. I reckon they've held that just for when yeah. they next win a derby to do it in the week. Like, they've actually <laughs> been able to do this and they've had the planning permission for five years. They've just never beaten us in a derby. Yeah. The plan was always to just release <laughs> it after they beat us in a derby. And that's why they haven't had that new stadium. They had the, the derby knife and the stadium knife and they just went... Just to compound all week. Um, yeah, and it's all made worse by the fact that, you know, the Henson injury for us, you know, good news on two parts for Everton, but for us as well, Henson going off and that is just... Said on the Reds news today. It's just at the point of just laughing. Yeah. You know, Klopp said it last week in a press conference when you know someone on medical team comes up to him and says there's an injury. He just goes <laughs> centre back in it, and that's the point that we're at now, which you know just opens up more more questions. Makes you know probably a bit of optimism for Sheffield United, thinking not only have they lost another centre back, they've lost a, a leader and someone who's dominant and not only you know can be integral. We saw from the Everton game at kind of trying to dictate play from from centre back. Absolutely. Listen, we've got a super chat from Stro. Our mate Stro is right, lads. Thank you very much. Salute to everyone involved. Salute to you, my friend. Thank you as well for, for that uh, little PB thing that you sorted me out with, mate. Massively appreciated. Callum, uh, it's Liverpool, it's Sheffield United. Are we going to win a game of football? I, I'd like to say yes. Are I, you going I to, just, though? I <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I genuinely don't know. I mean, if you look at how both both teams are like, it's polar opposites Fuck to the this. past season. <laughs> Say yes. <laughs> Say be yes. Say yes. Clip it up when you lose. It's your fault. <laughs> I I can't say yes right now because I'm dead serious. I'm so nervous about this game. I'm nervous. I am. It's Sheffield United. They're the worst team in the division. They've only got 11 points all year long and you can't say that Liverpool are going to win. I know. But shall I tell you what it is, Chris? 
every single team that we've had a hoodoo over this season <laughs> just smashed out of the park. I just we're breaking records for all the wrong reasons at the moment. And the fact that Bruce has come in to this game as well is just like there's a headline already written. My words. There's no Paul Machin here for the positivity today. (laughs) (laughs) Please bring some to the table, the bottom of the league. They are the bottom of the league. So when you're looking at the whole on paper thing, we should be being, we have got 11 better players than them. But obviously, right, Callum's right. There isn't an octave. You've got to be quite sceptical because let's look at it last season. We were absolutely flying last season. We were so good. And even when we went to Bramall Lane last year, we still took a really dodgy goal to win the game and it took a, a long time coming uh, with the Gini Wijnaldum goal didn't it so it, it wasn't a happy hunting ground then and we're playing away and uh, Sheffield United were very good at Anfield um, not even want to talk about that penalty decision anyway but I am still positive because I just think that the lads have had the biggest kick up the arse by getting beat by Everton at home and they'll just be going to hit a button just go right we need to go out there and we need to completely just turn our season around and we've got to start that tomorrow not tomorrow Sunday. Can it, Sunday. We so, sorry, we've just had a, a, a cracking little chat in here who's, who's from somebody. Let me just find it again. Who was it? Oh, Tom Gilbert says, yes, Callum, la. I've got the same bed sheets. I love the idea that Callum's lying <laughs> down on his bed, holding his phone up on <laughs> <doing> a show. <laughs> Please yeah, tell uh, me you're lying down on your bed and you've just got your phone <laughs> suspended above you and you're just the most chill person ever to do a Zoom. <laughs> no, I can't say I'm that relaxed. That'd be a lie for us to say that, but yeah. Anyone who's got these bed sheets will know these are legendary. <laughs> Brilliant. Go on, Ross. What are you going to say about the footy? I was just going to counter Jay's optimism, to be honest with you, about you know, this being the game and a kick up the arse to our season. Well, wasn't Aston Villa that? Wasn't you know Brighton yeah. that? Was Burnley? Was Burnley not that? You know, I wanted I wanted it to be the way around. I wanted Wolves, Tottenham, Leipzig to be the platform that we used Crystal Palace in there as well to kind of Go on and you know, and go on a consistent run. You're talking about winning a game of football. I don't want to win one, I want to win the next four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I understand the circumstances at the same time, which is which is why I go, I'm all right with it. I just want to get to the end of the season. To I believe that Liverpool can win this game of football to, yeah. because Sheffield United are the worst team in the league, and we're bad, but we're not that bad, like yet. Like, <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> there's still time. Like, if they beat us. That's it. Oh. That's it. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've all got oh. our own channels and shows. Could you imagine if we get beaten again, this time by Sheffield United? Like, they were in the running for genuinely being the worst Premier League champion, worst Premier League side of all time. I think they beat Derby in the end, didn't they? Did Derby have 10 points yeah. in that season or whatever? Yeah, did, yeah. So they did yeah. get over the line there. And, and, and listen, I know that we've not been exactly great champions, and actually, that pisses me off as well. Yeah. Because all this worse champion stuff, right? Bad champions. Bad champions. Yeah, yeah. Bad champions, in my eyes, win it by a point or on goal difference. City, I'm looking at you. That's bad <laughs> champions. Good champions win it with seven games to go. We weren't the, we're not the worst champions. We were the best champions ever. This season's a different season. We won that league. We battered everybody last season when you had a chance. Yeah. We're the best champions, so fuck off with your worst champions. Oh, you cheat me up the weekend now. We're going to get a draw. <laughs> yeah, I'd, st- I'd stand up, but I can't be yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous what you're saying. It's a different season. You mean, oh, yeah, right, well, okay, oh, you're understanding. What you're saying is you didn't defend it very well. Okay? That, that's Say that. absolutely spot on. Yeah, Say yeah, that. That's spot on. Don't call us bad champions. I don't mind watch. That. <laughs> that, that, that also removes the whole context of injuries as well, doesn't it? 
It does, then, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I know yeah. everyone has. Sheffield United are probably where they are because they're, they're another team suffering with loads of injuries. But they don't get the coverage because they're not... Not the champions. Current, current champions. Mm. But they're still suffering from, from the league and that's why, why they are bottom of the table. Can we have an injury update, Rash? Where are we up to? I mean, it's, it's, it's like... Yep. It's like it's like looking at that plane thing where all the planes are flying around. I have no idea where anyone's up to at the moment. Some people are insane and some people have gone to the toilet and I think they're injured. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> is yeah. Jota back in training? Jota's in training. Yes. He's, been pic- yes. he's been pictured about half an hour ago in training today. Yes, is he? Oh. Is half an hour ago, so he could have been injured since. <laughs> he also might be. He also might be a navigator, so he might be in training, but he's not fit yet. Right. Ah. So there's, so there's, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Where are we up to with James Milner? James Milner, I believe, is also was also in training today, but question whether he's fit or not, I don't know. Has Henderson's leg fallen off? Uh, that still remains. He's had a scan. It could be six weeks. It could be three months. <laughs> is Virgil van Dijk oh. still ridiculously good-looking and injured? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fancy Have you had watch. any fresh injuries? Huh? Have you had any fresh injuries? Uh... Paul, he's not. He pulled a sicky. Pulled, pulled his hammy this morning doing the Reds news. So we had to fucking go off. Um, I don't. No idea, mate. It wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me if if, if there was more injuries between now and Sunday. Centre backs. Fucking anyone. And I said on the Reds news, I, I actually flip it round. We're actually dead lucky that one of the front three's not been injured for a long period of time. Why would you say that? Yes, <laughs> Which one of the front three is Ross just jinxed? <laughs> I don't know, but what? You say that my fault. There's a lot of sceptical people who will be out there. Well, they might as well have been injured because they've done fuck all. You can see it now, can't you? You can see yeah. people saying yeah. that sort of stuff. But... That might get clipped yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might I've be done you. Myself. Yeah. I've done myself in. <laughs> Another no context J Pearson clip to do the rounds for the next four months. Why not? It's been, it's been uh, nine months since the last one, so we might as well crack on with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a is there a chance that we're actually gonna Jay? Is there a chance that we're gonna mess around with the team a little bit here? Um, like is Divock gonna start? Oh, <laughs> the shiver down. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the heat. I've got the heating on full blast, Chris. So somehow you sent shivers down my spine, and not in the, not in the normal way that you do that. Do it. Um, yeah. Well. Well. You know. Uh, well, he was our plan B, wasn't he? Uh, Bramall Lane last season, and you know, to be fair to him, he did provide the cross for Genie in a certain roundabout way. So we'll let him off that way. So um, yeah, I, I can't see it, mate. I really can't, especially when the front three are. You know, a phenomenal force, and they have been for ages. They again, they just do some goals between the three of them. They do a really good performance, and again, like like you said before, Chris, Sheffield are the worst team in the league. And if there's ever a game where the front three can can have a bit of mouth watering on, we're going to get some goals. This has got to be the game. I really hope he's right there, Callum. Um, do you think that? Do you think before we before we start start talking about the defence and stuff like that? Do you think the midfield needs changing for this game? Yes. Um... It's difficult to say how, though. I mean, I've always been a fan of the double pivot and a number 10 or a goal-scoring or creative player behind the front three. I think we are starved a little bit. And if you look at Salah's goals, for example, this season, a lot of them he's actually created for himself. So I think there is some sort of a need for midfielders to start chipping with goals or assists. However, because of the imbalance in defence and the lack of cohesion, it's difficult to change too much in there too soon. So, I mean, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. I would change things and I would go for it this game because if you can't go for it in this game, then you can't in any game in this league. So I I would go for a double pivot and someone playing just off the front three. 
Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about the defence after the break, though. But before we do, I've got a trivia question for you all. And I expect that Callum will know the answer to this because Jay Callum <laughs> has come in here and he's like, now that he's taken over your mantle as the king of the quiz question. Um, <laughs> I know you didn't have it for long and we actually didn't get around to giving you that mantle. <laughs> but it's it's fine. Callum's now okay. Um, yeah, trivia question yeah. is this. Name three Liverpool and Welsh international forwards who also played for Sheffield United. Ooh. Name three Liverpool and Welsh international forwards who played for Sheffield United. And we are going to go to a quick advert breakdown. This one's a little bit about Bobby Firmino from Ben Kelly, who's doing the stats and tactics. So it's absolutely superb on TheRedmenTV.com. If you want to sign up, then go over to www.TheRedmenTV.com. He is playing as a midfielder. So I think it's worth looking into because in terms of the work rate that you do get from him, because you know he is really good at, at closing down and doing all that. You know, right now, imagine a midfield three of, uh, you know, okay, keep Thiago in, you know, Henderson, or um, can I find Fabinho? Dead quickly, I can, and he's got a magnet result. Um, if I do that, you know, what, is that is that the worst idea at the moment? I don't know. Um, you know, and I think with the way that we're lacking goals right now, um, you know, from a number nine, well, across the board, but also from Firmino in particular, I think you could maybe do a lot worse. Maybe he just becomes, you know, the Genie One Alden replacement. Maybe that's what he ends up being. You know, I, I know that we've been linked with other midfielders this summer, but if you think about actually what both players are good at, they're, they're not too, you know, dissimilar. You know, even my Alden when he when he's given the license with Holland to go up, you know, go further forward and play in that more, you know, attacking midfielder role, he gets a lot of goals as well. So, you know, they're not really two dissimilar players. And, you know, Firmino dropping into midfield there, you know, breaking the play up in, in, in there and then also having that, you know, experience as a forward to, to break these lines and, and, you know, again, still be able to do what he does, creating chances for Manny and Salah. You know, I, 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 don't think it's the, I don't think it's a bad idea. And then, obviously, on top of these midfielders, you've got Thiago, you've got Cater, you've got Chamberlain. You know, if they can stay fit, it's the same old story with those players. But it just provides you with another option and you know particularly if you you get Jota back and you have some, you have a more prolific number 9 i think you know that really could be an interesting avenue for the, for the team to explore don't think it'll happen i don't think Jurgen will do that i don't think he'll um i don't think he'll quite change Firmino's role that drastically but you know I think essentially right now that's what he's doing anyway when you look at his heat maps so we'll see <laughs> okay we are back thank you very much for that and as I say do go over to the redmentv.com check that show out it is part and parcel of our streaming service where you can get final word shows red news roundup around the leagues uh, and documentaries and stuff as well it's all part and parcel of it so go over there and join up if you haven't already thank you very much uh, the trivia question was this name three Liverpool and Welsh international forwards who also played for Sheffield United. Now, we've got one guy in break who said he's got the answer. I've left my phone open on the table, so Ross may have the answer too. Did not get which answer Which means, that. Callum, <laughs> what do you think the answer is? I've only got two out of three. I've got um, Dean Saunders and Ben Correct. Woodburn. Correct. Can't yeah, the points. And the mantle, they're, Ross? They're, I have no fucking clue. They're, they're, they're the two that I had as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go on. Jake. <laughs> The other two that I got, but um, the the other one is Ian Rush. Correct answer. Oh. Ian Rush did in fact play for Sheffield United, uh, and yeah. there's only one man in the entire world who knew the answer to that, and his name is Jay Pearson. Jay Pearson, the mantle 
It's back with you, mate. Uh, Callum, loser. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trig Josh, Super Chat came in. Thank you so much, Trig. Uh, no right to reply there, Carl. Sorry, mate. You get that on your, uh, on Team Coppish, but not on Red Ben TV. Do you think Klopp can recover and do you think FSG will fund a rebuild, Ross? Will Klopp recover? Yeah, of course he will. Do you think FSG What's will fund the rebuild? And do you think they need to? Um, Klopp will recover when his players recover, in my opinion. Um and on the rebuild stuff, I don't think the rebuild is as extreme as people are making out. I think it feels like that because we don't have that depth right now. But again, once the players come back and you're looking at who you've got, then it's a question of are we going into the summer to buy people that are challenging the 11 or are we going into the summer to improve what's on the bench? Because that's part of the problem that we've got now. We've lost those main players. Now we're putting together people that you use for the bench or you know might not even make the bench. We're putting out FA Cup sides every week. Yeah, basically. And you shouldn't rely on those players. It's not fair on Curtis Jones, James Mills, we run in our midfield, our engine in our, in our side, equally the defence of, you know, fucking whoever's, whoever's left at this point, asking them to go week in, week out. So, And you're looking at people like Chamberlain, Cater, they need to step up. Divica Rigi, we spoke about, needs, needs to step up. And, and if they don't, in my opinion, then you know, a, few, a few, if not all those players and some more need to be replaced mm-hmm. or is it, it it also depends on who's going out if one of the front three does go you need someone else to replace them they're getting on a bit do you need someone else to come in and challenge them Jota might be that person I think Jota was supposed to be that person by the way um, but you need someone else so rebuild rebuild's a, rebuild's a big word it feels like you know a, a rebuild seems to be like it's a, a clean slate whole new 11 whereas I think we definitely need you know three four big signings for me okay Callum what do you reckon to that mate do you yeah I, rebuild I've... Yeah, uh, so I've got no, no, all the faith in the world in Klopp. <clears throat> um, I've, I've already had a rant about FSG, so I'm not going to go and often do that again. But I, I, a rebuild is a tough one because it depends on, it's so subjective because some will say a rebuild is three players, others will say it's six or seven. I think genuinely we need four top quality players in the summer. And I think two of those need to be starting 11 players. And the two need to be a centre forward and a, a centre back need to be starters. And then the other two players, and for me, should be squad players, but I, I think we need four top quality signings minimum in the summer. Let, let's. I just can you go into the FSG stuff, Carl? Um, yeah, I mean, where do I start? Um, <laughs> I just think FSG have done a lot of good in getting us to where we are now. So the the model that they've used is a sell to buy model, which I think when you're building, considering where we've come from under Hicks and Gillette, I think it works fine. Again, it could be tweaked here and there, but on the whole, it's worked. As we've seen, we've got to the pinnacle of the Champions League. We've got to the pinnacle of, of the Premier League. However, to stay on top, when you're competing against the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Arsenal and Tottenham, who are all outspending you, I think the model needs to be more adaptable. And I think the problem we've had is we're very rigid in how we've treated our transfer policies. I think we missed a massive trick after the Champions League final. I think a lot of people speak about last summer. But the Champions League final where we won it, I think that summer right there, we didn't capitalise on a lot of things. I think we should have given Genie a new contract then as opposed mm-hmm. to drag it out to now. I think we should have cashed in on Lovren then and also brought in a centre-back then as opposed to just last season. And I also think Moreno should have been replaced by a Simicast-type player that summer as opposed to this summer. I think if we had done those in, in that window, then the summer just gone, I think we could have focused on other areas of the squad. I think January really peed me off if I'm going to be honest just the way it happened I think you're relying on players like Matip and Gomez who as brilliant as they are we all know their injury record so to expect them to be injury free for the rest of the season especially Matip 
for me was crazy and it put the club in a position that we didn't need to be in. And now we're fighting for top four as opposed to fighting for the league. And I think that comes down to the owners. However, do I do think Klopp and the players do get a percentage of the blame as well. That's interesting. I, I don't speak to many people who have that sort of viewpoint, to be honest, on FSG. So it's always interesting for me to to hear it from somebody. It's nice to have a conversation about it rather than someone just kind of... like. I, 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 it's hard to disagree with some of the points that he makes. And it's, there's, mm. you know, it's, it, people make it out to be so black and white of like you're either one or the other. But, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a middle ground of where you can accept some of Callum's points. You don't have to like, agree with all of them. But, you know, what you're saying is, you know, yeah. I, I can agree with some of what he's saying because it seems it makes logical sense of, of the way of kind of doing things. I think a lot of things people don't talk about is where we, we missed out on the Champions League and then we spent big on Virgil, we spent big on a goalkeeper, we spent big on Fabinho, we spent big on Keita when the funds weren't necessary there. You spread them over the couple of years and I'm not defending by the way because I, I do agree with what he's saying. But there's, there's, a, there's an overall plan, isn't there? And I think it's hard when you're seeing other teams outspend you and you're thinking, well, fucking hell, what, why, how can they do that? You know, where, where Liverpool Football Club, you know, it's, it's the fear of of what's happened, of missing out on, on another title and capitalising on be, being champions. Yeah. So, and, and the other thing that goes without saying is people that argue with in or out or whatever it is, but can we all want Liverpool to be successful? We all want, we all want to win things. You know, if you're FSG out, you're not wrong. If I'm FSG in, I'm not wrong. Because yeah. we all want at the end, we all want, we all want, fuck, we all want to win fucking trophy. We all support the same team. Yeah, and yeah. I agree with that. And I, I think, you know, I, I was sat here a long time ago at the beginning of this season saying... Or, or certainly when Virgil goes down, you don't piss away a season where you can win the league. Yeah. And that's what it felt like Liverpool have done this season for me. Is mm. You get a four-year window. Before Carragher was saying all this about your three, four-year windows, by the way, where this team, looking at the age of the players, we're going to have four years where they can challenge for the league title. Yeah. And you've pissed one of them away. Yeah. And that mm. and it doesn't come round often enough for you to be able to just piss one away every now and again. So it annoys me. And, and yet I can still sit here and tell you that I genuinely do think that FSG have been good owners of Liverpool. I think they've made mistakes yeah. I think we've pulled them on a lot of their mistakes you know the 77 ticket prices all that type of stuff like you know the fellow and the staff completely against what this club stands for to me um, I also am kind of understanding and I'm not saying that I don't want people to agree with me on this but I also feel that because they are quite conservative owners and they are, you know, tight with their money and all that type of stuff, that I can understand how COVID may have scared them into making the wrong decisions. Or even the early days of when they were spunking £35 million on Andy Carroll and, you know, signs mm -hmm. that just fucking didn't work out. <coughs> Spending money on players isn't, isn't everything. You know, we've seen that with, with certain signs, I get that, but buying someone for £80 million, Man United can say this, isn't going to guarantee your fucking success because they've had the fingers burnt. Mm -hmm. So, But I do fully agree on the, on the centre-back thing because I, I, I'm, I'm adamant had Matip not got injured the day before the window shut, Liverpool would have carried on with that. Yeah, with, they would have. They yeah. would have. And that feels that feels negligent to yeah. me. Yeah. So had he got yeah. injured the day after when we had a game then, <clears throat> you know, City we wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have come back. We might have one or the other, but not not two. And now we're in a situation where Henderson's injured as well. So. You know, That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? I, I think they've managed this window terribly, yeah. and they've managed, you know, and, and all that type of stuff. But Jay, you, you, you've been sat and you've been listening for quite some time. Do you want to weigh in on this stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I was totally on the side of before the January transfer window. That again, like FSG had done a, a fantastic job. I think we've still got an eleven. When you look at our eleven, it's still one of the best in the world and it has been proved that for the last couple of years but like I said the squad depth isn't there it's like Ross said it does show up in these types of circumstances so I do think we were very negligent in the January transfer window when we've known for a long time since the beginning of the season when Van Dijk got injured at Goodison Park that we needed another centre-half when it was all the talk for the next 
the following summer is we were going to get a big a big centre half and that main partner for Van Dijk because God bless Joe Gomez, we all know he does a good job for us, but at the end of the day, he, he, he's very injury prone. But it, you are right, Chris, it has been very negligent of what's gone on in, in the Jared transfer window and it has sort of derailed us quite a lot. You know, we all thought it was a blip, didn't we, towards in, in December? And it's just gone into, a, maybe it's a mini crisis, I don't know. There's loads of different labels you can put on it. I think overall, given what we've all put up with, with the age of that we are in the Premier League here, I think FSG have done a fantastic job of what they've done with this football club. They've delivered a league title and a, and a Champions League trophy, the two biggest things that we wanted. You know, you look back to when they first took over and we were three days away from administration. So that is a massive turnaround in, in in a short space of time. And given what they did for the Red Sox, it's very similar. They waited a long time before they won a World Series and then they've, del- they've delivered four. Yes, they're in the same position though because there are years where the Red Sox should have won another World Series title and they didn't because FSG were a bit ne- negligent there. I think maybe Liverpool are a bit uh, involved in that as well because FSG put some money into Liverpool and than what Red Sox fans I think they should have put into the Boston Red Sox. So it goes hand in hand, isn't it? Because we just see the tunnel vision of Liverpool. We don't understand whatever, uh, what, what other sports ventures they've got. We've just got that tunnel vision and it, you know, it is one big entity at the end of the day, isn't it? And we can't compete with the oil money. We can't unless we get someone who, who buys FSG out. Um, but I think overall, you, you've got to be pretty satisfied the way the last 10 years has gone. But you are absolutely spot on. This year is a missed opportunity because... A football team's like a house of cards. You take one out and they're all going to crumble if they're that important to you. You take out your, your centre-halves. Your, your wing-backs can't go forward as much because they've got to be quite reserved in defence. That has been evident this year with, with Trent and, and Robbo. You take out the dynamic of the midfield, which means we lose that that sort of what Fabinho and Hendo are so good at, at winning the ball back and, and turning defence into attack for the, for the front three. And there's been a lot more work to be done by the rest of the players. And I think if we did have that 11... We'd, we'd be having no problems. We'd be sat here, you know, challenging for the title and being quite happy. Um, but I think definitely in the summer, then the owners need to wake up and go, listen, we need to start looking at our overall squad now and having those players that if we do get a major injury, such as Van Dijk, again, touch wood, that never happens, or we do get a major injury to another starting eleven, then we need to have that like-for-like replacement just of City have for, for years to come. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yeah, nice one, mate. Um, Callum, just on you then. I think, yeah. you know, I think obviously you've been probably the most vocal, you're probably most against FSG out of the four of us that are having this conversation here. What do FSG need to do for you, for you to be bought into FSG? Um, that's actually a really tough question. Again, so for me, I, the way I, I kind of compare owners to an extent to how I'd look at a player. So Simon Mignolet, for example, he did well for us but we all knew we got to a point where he was never going to be the, the goalkeeper that leads us to a Premier League trophy or a Champions League winner's trophy. So we had to go out and get someone better in Allison. I look at the owners like that. I'm not going to sit here and say I hate the owners or anything like that. And I know it's not as easy as just clicking your fingers and getting new owners. But I feel as though if they can't compete with our competitors, because that, that's what we have to look at ultimately, it's our competitors. They can't compete with them. And again, I'm not saying well, I want 300 million a summer like Pep Guardiola. But if Klopp needs to go out and get a couple of players to bolster the squad every summer, I think that, that should be there. And the reason why I think, especially for someone like Klopp, because Klopp has proven, whether it be at Mainz, Borussia Dortmund or Liverpool, if you give him funds, he's responsible with it. He's not just going to go and buy the most expensive player for the sake of it. He will go and buy the best fit, whether that person costs eight million like Robbo or 75 million like Virgil. So for me, it's 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 having a trust in the manager. You you brought in the manager. You brought in the best manager in the world, in my opinion. If he says he needs something, he's not just going to say it for the sake of it. Klopp's not a spoiled brat. He's he, we've seen him when Moreno wasn't good enough. He played Milner left back instead of going out and saying I need another left back. So we know he can do that for us. But if he's saying, look, I need this player because I want to achieve this, for me, it has to be done. You have to find a way to do it. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry to I, just, just wade gonna... in there on that one. Sorry, Chris. Let's not forget Klopp is the main reason that this has all happened at the end of the day. FSG can can say, yes, we've provided the, the funds and stuff like that. But if you provide the same funds to a different manager, does the league title happen? Does the Champions League happen? It probably doesn't. And that's where we've got to respect the fact that Klopp has been the main reason why we've had this success. You're not, it's not FSG. Let's let's you know. At the end of the day, we've got the they've had the funds, but if you put those funds to a different manager, the, the, the success probably doesn't happen. That's why FSG are very very lucky to have Jurgen Klopp as their manager. No, they they absolutely are, and but they chose him at the same point, didn't they? And exactly. I don't want to come across like I'm pure FSG in because I think I think I, I'm probably I'm probably more in like in the grey area in the middle and I, I always sort of fall in the middle on things nowadays the older I get I find it very difficult to go one side or the other to be honest with you because like there are things in my life where trust me I am very left um, and, and that's politics and stuff like that but on everything else I find myself middling out and being able to see both sides of a of an argument more than I, more than I used to you know when I was younger I would I would I can guarantee I'd be well more like Callum I'd be like over that side going these aren't giving enough money and all that type of stuff but like I asked the question, Callum, not to set you up in any way, and don't no, and please no, don't no. take it like that. No, but like, like, would you actually be happy, and would you take Klopp on his word that they were the players that he wanted? And do you think a lot of people would, or do you need to see a hundred million pound player for you to be satisfied? And it's just a genuine question because I don't understand your arguments. Yeah, do you know that's a good question, Chris. If I'm going to be honest. Um... It's difficult to stay with Klopp. And one of the reasons I love Klopp is that if he was having a massive argument with FSG behind the scenes, he'd never come out and publicly say it, which is what I love about the club and what I love about Klopp. So we'll never know in that essence. However, if we went out and spent £32 million on four players, but they were the four players that Klopp definitely wanted in, they improved the squad, I don't have an issue with that. 
like in the summer, the happiest signing I was I was with was Thiago, and he cost twenty five million. So for me, it's never been about the money; it's about the quality of player we're bringing in. So if we can go and get players who are of high quality, and we don't have to spend that much, then that's absolutely fair enough. But unfortunately, we because because we are kind of in the position where we are one of Europe's elite. So when when you go and improve Europe's elite, you've got to spend, in my opinion, big money to make that happen. Not all the time, because Thiago, for me, has improved the eleven, and we didn't have to spend big money on him. But it's not all the time we're going to find a world-class player who's got a year left on their contract. So sometimes you've got to spend a bit more than you usually would. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, interesting. Uh, let's get back to the game. That was really interesting. Thanks for thanks for diving into that. Sorry, with just just find that. I think it was you calling the phrase. I'm not FSG in and not FSG out. I'm FSG sort it out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it sounds like something that I fucking said. To be honest with you, I say that much shit. I mean, Jay was telling me one that I said last night on a show with um, some South African football fans and stuff. And I didn't even remember yeah, saying it. To be honest with you, um, it, it, I don't think about what I'm saying. We'll just make a book of all Chris Payjack sayings. We'll just we'll, we'll put it on the Redman TV. Payjackisms. We can probably put it on you know one scrap of A4 paper. Uh, I talk that much, but anyway, uh, we are here and we, Ross. Let's talk about the centre back partnership for this game. Then let's leave the FSG chat to one side. Uh, Kabak plus who for this one? Whoever's fit, Chris. <laughs> At that point, um, it's, it's difficult because. The, the the key words that have come out of the past couple of weeks is consistency, and that's what we've struggled with. And I, I said the other week in a tweet, if we don't get consistent starting eleven, we won't get consistent results. Now that's all gone out the window because Henderson's injured, so it's Kabak plus plus someone else. Now the big question is if Fabinho's fit, does he go back in there, or do you need him for midfield? I don't I don't know where I stand on the, on the argument to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, or is this the point where you go Sheffield United, Phillips, uh, or Davies? So, which is fine for this game, and it's fine in games in isolation. But then you're looking at Chelsea and Leipzig coming up in the next few weeks as well. Uh, is that the centre back partnership that you want for those games? You know, is that consistent? Can you have can you have Kabak and Phillips for one, or Kabak and Davies for one game, then change it again? I want consistency, yeah. but I don't know what the answer to that is. I know it's a cop out, but if Jurgen Klopp says he wants to be you in there, I'm fine with that because of, of the games we've got coming up. And I think there's there's Fulham further down the road as well. You think you could do Phillips in that game as well. But it's a poison chalice. That's that sense about partnership at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's madness, isn't it? Like to be honest with you, <laughs> I think for for me, I'm like, look, Kabak's going to start. I would probably have Ben Davies starting, okay, and and just have the two of them. It's against the worst team in the league. I can't stress that enough for everybody yeah. right now. The fact of the matter for me is this: if you can't blood a new centre back pairing, and we've blood many new centre back pairings this year. In against Sheffield United, when are you going to be able to play Ben Davies and Kabak together? Yeah, like there's just not going to be an opportunity but, uh, that's better than this. Or is is Phillips a shout with that physicality of, of a Sheffield United? Phillips has done yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's done nothing wrong, but I think there's a le- there is a ceiling to what he can do as a as a centre back for Liverpool. Which is I think why Davies, in, yeah, yeah, might might be a better option for us in, in that regard. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting for me, and I think you know I like the. The point you made, Ross, there about Fabinho being in the midfield. I think we need that steal in front of the midfield right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it just it gives license to the, the you know the rest of the midfield to help out with the forwards and and you know it always moves their job. Then you have got that layer of protection for the centre half as well. Fabinho is well experienced in that centre half position. I would like part of me wants to see him in there. Is it just us just winging this right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that steal and that almost allows the fullbacks to go forwards. And you know we've we've referenced it several times. That that thing that matches the day did when you know when Henderson midfield, Robert goes forward or Trent goes forward, Henderson slips back into the defence. We mm-hmm. could have that with Fabinho, 
And at that point, you still got you know a DM slash what um, centre back who's giving protection to to those and allowing the fullbacks to kind of go forward, whilst at the same time being the most experienced centre back at Liverpool Football Club, helping out Davies and and Kabak or wherever's going to be there. I mean, the FSG chat was incredibly interesting. So interesting that the lads have just got off on us. All oh, right, okay. um, So it's just me and you for right now anyway, mate. Okay. Um, Genie, Gene Adams is an interesting one, is he? Because he's likely to be the captain in the game, Ross. Is there any... Would you give it to Genie? Would you give it to Trent Alexander-Arnold after his performances over the last few weeks? Is he ready yet to captain Liverpool Football Club on a consistent <sighs> basis? Um, I think that's the problem. That wouldn't be on a consistent basis either, would it, until body start coming back. And I think Jürgen Klopp... I know you asked what I do, but obviously Jurgen Klopp doesn't do that. You know, he gives it to whoever's got the most experience, which is Jeannie Van Alden. But maybe, you know, again, we discussed this on the Reds News today. Funnily enough, Emma gave the shout of you giving it to Mo Salah. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, which I can partly see. You can sort of see the stuff with Trent as well. But, you know, Trent being one of the only people in the derby game who wants to take the game by the scuff of the neck and, and do something and, and produce. There's different types of captains. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the vocal leaders, the people that do it on, on performance, which I think with Trent does. Gerard was kind of on performances rather than being kind of vocal because he had character to back him up. But that's the other loss with, with Jordan Henderson. Um, and it'd be interesting if James Milner plays. That experience, that authority, that, you know, ability to lead, you need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can Trent do that? Possibly. Can Genie do that? I don't know. I don't. I don't mind Genie being the, the the captain for us. I think you know Genie Wijnaldum is Genie Wijnaldum. You know we know exactly how good Genie Wijnaldum is, and we know what he can do. But as a six, he's not as integral. He's not as influential, is he? Uh, for me, anyway. So I'd be looking at like, look, I get, I, I want Genie Wijnaldum back in the eight. I want Fabinho back in the six. I don't care who's the captain. I don't think Klopp really cares who's the captain is. But for me, I, I'm looking at it going, yeah, you know what, Genie Wijnaldum's probably going to be the captain this week. And is there anything else that you do? I think obviously we know that Oxley Chamberlain's. Been back in training for a little while now, Ross. We know that Naby Keita's back in contention. Now, there's a part of me that says, "Oh, just throw Naby in." Yeah. But also, he's been out for a long time, hasn't he? I mean, is it just 20 minutes at the end of the game if it's going your way? Yeah, it is for me. And that's and how many of them do you think you'd actually bring on? I'd two. I think it was two, maybe even three. They'd say he can come on and kind of either change the game or bring something to the game and, and contribute. Having Naby Keita back, having Oxley Chamberlain back, or get, getting him up to speed and getting him minutes. Allows you to do that, so you know go forward. I don't think you should need it against Sheffield United. In terms of uh, the other said the other day, we should go five at the back. I don't know how that works when there's only three centre halves. Enough centre backs for that. Surely. Um, yeah, the diamond formation, the, the double pivot, which which Callum mentioned before. But it all it all, it all relies on the bodies that you got back and what you can do with it. So it's all right saying have a double pivot, but if you got two two DMs that can play that game, yeah. So like Callum said, it's fine. You know, yep. the double pivot he likes. That's fine if Fabinho's back and you've got Genie Van Alden to do that job, then you've got it. But you could be, you know, if they're not there, there's no point in changing the system or, you know, it's difficult. It's good that we've had a week off, you know, basically to, to if we've got to change something or implement something different, then we've, we've, we've potentially got that choice more than most. But then what on next week when we play Leipzig, are we going back to what we, what we know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Welcome back, lads. Wow, that was insanely <laughs> difficult, lads. Thank you very much for being funny. Just being in there and you're all going hard on me and all this. Not FSG out, Calvin Sanderson out at this point. We're having a good little discussion about the midfield and we've, we've talked a little bit about the captains, gents. Uh, and who we think might be captain for this game. I think we've come to the conclusion that, you know, the likelihood is it's probably going to be Genie Wijnaldum. And then we started talking about centre-backs. So I'll be interested, actually, to get your opinions on it. I think I want to see Ben Davies and Kabak play together for this one. Um, Jay, where do you, would you like to see that and Fabinho back in the midfield if he's fit and available? 
Absolutely. I think what Ross said, he, you know, he, he, before he said he wants a bit of consistency and, you know, outside. unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that at the minute, are we, in terms of wanting to have the warm-up for the Leipzig game. Davies hasn't come from a crap league, has he? You know, the, the Championship's a, a, a tough physical league at the end of the day, so we, we know he could probably do a job and he's playing English opposition and he'll know what the game's about and stuff and I, I would like to see that partnership. I think a lot of people, when it happened now, is it's, uh, it's left us out there, so... I'd absolutely love to see Davies and Kabak play. There's his point, mate. Just get Fabinho back in midfield because we are missing that element. The worst team in the league. <laughs> like, if we genuinely can't blood these this new centre-back partnership in against Sheffield United, who are we going to be able to do this against Callum? Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, I think I'm with you guys on this. When it comes to Davies, I think if you can't play him in this game, then you can't throw him in in any game. I think... Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to Sheffield United, they are, they are pretty much a championship team at the moment, playing in the Premier League team. Pre- sorry, playing in the Premiership. So I think I'd like to see the balance. The, fact the wings on the left-hand side potentially make us move the ball quicker. I think Kabak's done pretty well since he's been in. I, I know a lot of people criticised him, but for, for a guy who's 20 years old coming to a brand new league with a lot of pressure on him to, to fill these voids, I think he's done well so far. Um, so I think we have to go with that. I do think Nat Phillips is a bit unlucky because I, I don't think he's put much of a foot yeah. wrong since he's been in the team either. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think we need to see Davies and Kabak given a run and, and see how it works out. But definitely Fabinho in midfield. Just on, on that captain stuff that we were kind of talking about before, I don't think it's necessarily who's got the armband. Now we're looking at people to step up in this game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've lost Henderson, you've lost Milner, and we're talking about the experience and leadership within, within that side before. Obviously Van Dijk is probably the other one. Gene will be the nominated captain, but I'm looking at people in that squad now to go. Well, there's no Jordan Henderson to be barking orders because you know we all love the social clips of, of, of watching that and, and see what he brings to this team. Someone in that side needs to step up and take that role for me and start, you know, whether it's agreed on within the team or someone just does it naturally and say, like, listen, lads, leadership in that team <laughs> mm. to take us forward and you know, not just this game. Someone needs to step up and take that role for the next couple of weeks for me. That's it. But the, who is that? Who is that leadership? I mean, James Milner can come back in, Jay, but. Double for me, he's captain of Scotland. You know, at the end of the day, I think someone probably in the comments will correct me if I'm wrong. But I think he's the, he's the he's the only main captain of his country that we've got in our in our current starting eleven. You know, with with Van Dyke being out, I, th- I think he might be. So if he's anybody to take on that mantle, he's the guy to do it. And we all know his personality, the way he is on the football pitch, and he can be vocal himself. We all know how good he is, especially when he's looking after his teammates and stuff like that against the opposition. For me, it's Andy Robbo to definitely be one of those people who, who are more vocal. Anyway. Absolutely. But well, could you imagine Mo Salah barking orders at someone? I couldn't. No. It's just dead nice, isn't he? Such a sound fella. Nice. I just I Until you I get the ball at his feet in the penalty area and then he's, yeah. he's the biggest prick on <laughs> the planet. Uh, <laughs> and he's not going to pass to you because he wants to score his goals with another golden boot. Uh, but that is just who Mohamed Salah is, isn't it? Um, let's take a little look around some of the other fixtures then. Saturday, City, West Ham. Can City do us a favour here? Is this what we go away, West Ham? I am fed up of having to look out for your fixtures. Just go away. I don't need you in my life. Like, just, what are you? Go away. I hate you. I don't want to look after your fixtures and see you winning games of football and you're genuinely better than us. Just go away. I'm going to cry. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> Good hope for a drawing, that one. 
<laughs> they need to, they just need to go away. Leeds have got to do Villa a favour. Leicester Arsenal, thanks Leicester. Um they're gonna get three points. Nice one, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Don't never do anyone a favour. Spurs Burnley, Chelsea United. That's Ooh. a big one, isn't it, Rush? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> There's lots of big geese rivals these days. It's about most of last season going rival fixtures, nah, there is none. There's none. Yeah. No. <laughs> now every team in the league is yeah. one of our rivals. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. Yeah. So what we could do is just hope for loads of draws because the fixtures recently have gone our way. But this time when we're playing last on a Sunday, it's actually finished the fucking job and win a game of football. That would be nice. Yeah. Do you think Liverpool can beat Sheffield United, Rush? <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> of, of course he can beat them, Chris. I don't think they will. I don't know. They will. <laughs> yeah. What's the score prediction? <laughs> One nil. <laughs> one nil. Wow. Okay. I think that's. I think I'd, I'd just fucking take a one nil. Yeah. Just take. Just do. Just do win. A last minute of one nil. Some yeah. kind of Jay. What's your score prediction, mate? One nil, and I would take a Gina Wijnaldum volley, and then the keeper spills it into his own net. I'd take that because that's never happened before at Bramall Lane. I'll take a fucking mate. Fucking anything. I'll take that again. Yeah. <laughs> Callum, yeah. what do you think the score will be? You guys are gonna hate me, and I hate myself for saying this. I'm gonna go one one. Oh my I'm days! Sorry, I know. I, the I look thought... I got last week for predicting a draw in the derby, and I was closer than everybody else. By the way, um, <laughs> and genuinely, I, really I, won all. I'm, it hurts me to say that. It really does. It, it breaks my heart to say that. Hurts me too, Carl. Oh, Good luck with the new job, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I Just think win. it's going to be 3-1 to Liverpool because we can't go love that, Chris. Love that. Love I that. think Mo Salah's going to get a hat-trick. Oh. Fucking love that. Let's have some of that. Come on, yeah. let's have some of that. Let's yeah. have some of that. Yeah. Come on. I'm yeah. up for that. Can I... Positivity. He's right. Come on, Liverpool. 3-1. Sheffield United, bottom of the table. This is it. We're on the run for fourth place. Woohoo! Oh, man. How times have changed. <laughs> um... <laughs> Before we go, I just want to say massive thank you to Jay, of course, from Cop Bite Off, Callum Sander from from Team Copish. Go and check out both of their channels on YouTube, both doing good stuff at the moment. Jens, thanks very much. Ross, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for holding that one together with me while I messed around, tried to get the link back up on the wrong computer, (laughs) um, which was quite fun. And then I had to just basically call Sai. Sai! Sai, come and sort this out for me now, man! Um, Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for subscribing. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching the Redmen TV YouTube channel. Everything we do here is funded by our wonderful subscribers to theredmentv.com. Get over there, sign up and get amazing additional content, interviews, documentaries, mini-series, and, of course, additional pre- and post-match day content.